0: Just keep moving forward because the entire market is going to try to push you back and everyone's going to tell you that you're wrong, but just keep moving forward. Listen to the signals obviously that the market's giving you, but just keep pushing forward.
1: Hey everyone, it's me again, Jake Rice, and welcome to the another episode of The Design Live Show. In episode 88 of TDLS, I sat down with Michael Waits. Michael working in global finance for more than 20 years, employed by firms like Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, and Goldman Sachs, primarily in Tokyo. Michael is also a leader in the digital media space, having pioneered the concept of a podcast network in Asia while building the biggest and fastest-growing listeners' base in the region. His flagship website, MichaelWastePresents.com, has listeners in over 140 countries and (laughs) and is available virtually on every podcast player that supports rss speed in this episode we talk about a ton of interesting topics like his amazing ground up stories asia startup ecosystem all things asia and all things tech podcasting and building something from scratch you know which one of my favorite part and some great actionable tips for you out there creatives and entrepreneurs to help you overcome procrastination and much much more So, before we get into this episode, I'm really stoked to announce that I have partnered with Ambidexter, a digital content marketing company. So, they offer various services such as graphic design, content writing, media relations marketing, and many more. So, make sure to check out their social, their links on our show notes below. So, shoot them an email for more information if you are interested to work with them, right? So, and uh, one of the good uh, news as well uh, on this episode uh, ambidexter will launch an ambi which features different podcast based in philippines so they will be posting a new feature weekly which i'm part of so i'm really grateful with that and thank you so much ambidexter so you know th- that that is something to watch for in the podcasting philippines ecosystem right so that's it guys so you know the drill if you haven't already please subscribe on any any of your favorite podcasting app so i have more meaningful contents for you guys so make sure to keep your ears peeled, and uh, you know watch out for more great things to come from me right <laughs> all right so that's it without further ado i hope you enjoy this episode You're listening to The Design Life Show, a podcast that's helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life. It's me, Jake Rice, a designer from the Philippines, best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism. I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jake Rice, and welcome to the, another episode of TDLs. I'm super stoked right now, and I'm really interested to know more about Michael and uh, with this podcast episode. So I, I I tried to bug him about the invitation. So I'm I'm really glad that Michael, you 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 come to the podcast. Thank you for taking some time to be on the podcast. How are you, man? I am, I
0: am awesome, I could not be
1: happier to be here. That's that's really cool. And yeah, just to give context in this episode for those who are listening, can you share a little bit about you and what are you doing
0: right now? So let me back up a little bit. Um, I left the United States on February 19th, 1990, and I have not lived in the US since then. I spent 22 years living in Japan, working Uh for companies like Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. Maybe some people have heard of those companies, maybe some people haven't. And I was always kind of the guy who took technology to drive business growth inside of trading and sales businesses. And that was always fun for me. So I've been in the tech space for 25, maybe more years. And At the end of 2011, I moved to Thailand to live in Bangkok and invest in startup companies and also help and mentor startup companies, both raising capital and just building business plans and then providing them a platform through the podcast network that I have. And I always love when a podcast person is on another person's podcast. It's so meta, but I love this. To yeah, give a yeah. platform mm. for startup companies to be able to just tell their stories to a global audience, it's important to me.
1: Yeah, so, and I, it's really fascinating with me that how you connect the contents and e-commerce you know on that aspect so before you you know before you you know 25 years is a massive experience right so <laughs> i can i can imagine how journey or what are the challenges and the struggles that you've overcome before that um, growing up as a as a kid who are you who is michael
0: yeah who is michael So Michael was someone who wanted to strive to be in a better place for the most part. Michael was someone where the expectations were really high Uh from an academic standpoint and from an achievement standpoint. And I feel like I've, at least for the most part, lived up to that. To my family, being educated was really important. And I focused a lot when I was You know, in middle school, high school and in college, I'm just getting educated and being educated was the way for me to get out of poverty. So Mm -hmm. that was really who I was when I was younger. And I just worked really hard to be able to do that. And getting into the global finance when I did back in 1987, I hit a wave. So for me, the idea of hitting those waves, if you can hit multiple waves in your lifetime, I think you're really lucky. And I feel like I've been able to do that. But I do also feel very fortunate. For being able to see those waves and hit those waves at the right time.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. And do you do you find it really you know it's really different now compared before? You know, uh, yeah, I'm, I've been uh, talking to a lot of uh, uh, creatives, startup founders, and entrepreneurs here in the podcast. Uh, what what is the environment compared before?
0: So I think it's changed on multiple levels. Uh First of all, from a a cost perspective, I've been very interested, I think, as you have been in the media business for decades. Mm -hmm. But when I first got interested in the media business, and we'll talk about startups a little bit later, Mm -hmm. it was very expensive from a bandwidth perspective to be able to do remote media. In a way, it was almost impossible, right? Mm -hmm. But as the market moved and as connectivity became better, as connectivity speeds became better, it became more likely that I would be able to enact the things that I thought were possible that weren't possible 25 years ago, and even maybe five or six years ago. I have bandwidth speeds in Bangkok that are 250, 300 megabits up and down, which means that I can do audio, video production wow. in a way that's way cheaper mm-hmm. than it would have been. Right? Wow is the thing, and most people don't understand that about Thailand. I think when most people think about data connectivity and internet connectivity in Thailand, I think slow and developing, but I sit in, as you know, I sit in true digital park or I just sit in a regular true coffee shop and I've got 200, 250 megabits up and down. I can do whatever I want. I can upload videos. I can upload audio I can do whatever I want. And I think that's surprising to most people. But the key for me is that running a media business today or building a media business today is something as an individual proprietor is something that was not possible you know, five or 10 years ago. And the biggest change has been the availability of, you know that though, right? Because you do the same thing and you wouldn't have been able to do what you're doing five years ago, but you can do it today. And that's, I think, the biggest change is that the accessibility Mm -hmm. globally of technology and bandwidth, it's at the point where it's almost unlimited. So it lowers the cost of being able to create this content in a way that wasn't possible before
1: yeah 100% and it's, it's actually weird for you know i've been uh, i grew up in a province or a suburb uh, in in a small town you know it's weird to talk with a lot of uh, great minds like michael right so every creative professionals that i've talked to it's it's really weird to talk you know with a little a different perspective around the world globally and and it's a little bit sad as well because there's a lot of people don't know this uh power or this uh you know the power of connectivity the power of internet the power of to really change or create an impact using this media right yeah so absolutely yeah so with regards michael we you know i, I think you've been building all your all, all your uh you know you've uh, you've been there you know you build uh, your media company from scratch right and you've been a founder yes. now how do you overcome or what's the biggest challenges when you're starting out or, and how do you overcome those?
0: So I think the biggest challenge is this, is, and this is something that I mentioned when I talked to other startup founders, I think the biggest challenge is just being persistent is keep okay. going on when it always feels like you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to think about it from my perspective. So I worked in some multinational corporations for 20 mm-hmm. something years and the idea there was that there was this massive infrastructure and massive franchise that supported you. So you sat in a seat that had value regardless of who was sitting in it. And when you leave that seat, you think you have value. But the reality mm-hmm. is that if you start something from scratch, there's no value there and you've got to create that value from nothing. percent. I think the hardest, right? You know this, right? And I think the hardest thing for most people is that most entrepreneurs, most people that try to start something from scratch will give up just before they're about to succeed because the pain is so powerful, it's so overwhelming, and the challenge is so hard that it's just easier to go back to taking a regular salary or a regular job. But if you can get past that, if you can be persistent, if you can fight through that problem, I think the opportunities are endless. It doesn't mean that everyone that does it succeeds. But it means that if you do succeed, the payoff is huge. I don't mean a monetary payoff only. Look, you talk a lot about how to change your life. And I think if one wants to change his or her life, you have to make a decision to commit yourself to something. And making that commitment and then trying to build that thing is what's really transformational personally. That's the important thing for me.
1: Yeah, 100%. I'm really connecting with that, right? So, I think it's about commitment, actually. Commitment is everything. You know, you have your tools. Tools are just tools, right? But if you didn't, uh, you don't use it for something impactful or something that can really change lives or in any way, even yourself, right? Or for yourself, that's okay, right? So, I think that's really powerful, Michael. Thank you for sharing that. That's my pleasure. Yeah. And with regards to you know creating your you know or building something from scratch, and w- what has been the the you know hardest part of it? Is it the tech side or the hiring someone or w- what is it? or I, I know you you've mentioned the internal part or the motivation internally because you you need to be committed on it. once you've uh, surpassed that what, what's the another challenge that you know for anyone? For founders who are just getting started, what are the challenges that they can, you know, uh, you can teach for them?
0: It's a really good question. I think the biggest challenge is open enough to being wrong, in understanding that when you do something, Mm -hmm. you may make a mistake. And you have to be clear that you're not always right. So I have an opinion. You can ask me a question about anything, and I probably have an opinion. But one of the things I like to say is I'm not always right, but I'm also Mm -hmm. open to being wrong. And there's a societal bias to admitting wrongness and that society is biased against admitting that you're wrong. But the really successful people, you know this though, right? The really most successful people will say, I tried this thing, I was wrong. I reached out to people that had more experience or were better than I was or just random people and they said, that's wrong. And instead of pushing back and saying, no, you have no idea what you're talking about, you at least internalized it, took it in, analyzed it, and said, maybe in this case, I was right, but maybe in another case, I was wrong. But the ability to be self-aware, I think is one of the greatest skills you can develop because a lack of self-awareness is a lack of an ability to be successful in my mind. I mean, what do you think?
1: 100% man, that's really, you know, I think you say it better than me if I, if I say my opinion. <laughs> I don't think so. Right? I, don't think so. I think so. I think so, mate. But you know, I think. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I, I've I've been a creative professional for ten years now, and um, I transitioned into creative entrepreneurship five years. Uh, 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 you know, five years uh, already, right? So, right. And one of the things that you've mentioned is self-awareness, because a, a lot of creatives that I've been talked to, or been working to, or collaborate to. Uh, a lot of them are really, really talented, right? So, and mm-hmm. some, but somehow in that in that point, right? So in that aspect, they they tend to be, uh, you know, try to, uh, what you what you call? You know, the ego comes in when when time when you're trying to work on something, and then uh, they they think that they are talented than you, and then the ego hits you, and that's that's the, you know, that's the ha. That's the hardest thing to overcome, and actually, I I, uh, I'm not trying to be hypocrite because it's it's uh, (laughs) also overcome those you know egos, uh, asking for the right questions, asking for advice for the for older or older startup founders or older creatives, right? So or for those people who are really has experience uh, or creating that result, and that's really powerful, Michael. And I think a lot of uh, TDLS listeners would really appreciate those those insights from. Yeah, uh, So,
0: yeah. So I think there's cool. I think there's an I think there's an impression uh-huh. that the only startup founders that succeed are those that are very um, egotistical mm-hmm. and that are filled with hubris. And I think the reality is that. If you look at actually the most successful business founders, and I won't even say startup founders, it's actually those that are the most willing to learn and listen. And the reason why is because the market sends you signals. You may want to do one thing. Let's call that thing X. Mm-hmm. And the market may not be interested. Now they may be. I mean, you know, Steve Jobs famously said that you can go do a bunch of market research, but they'll only tell you what they think, you, what they, think they want as opposed to what they really want because they may not understand mm-hmm that you can have a touch capacitive screen and we can create the iPhone and no one anticipated that that was possible. But those are edge conditions. I think for the most part, the market sends you signals and you have to react to those signals or at least anticipate those signals and build into those signals. But I think it's very important for people to listen more than to talk. And I think if you look at the most successful business people have spent a ton of time listening to what their customers tell them because if you create what your customers tell you they want, they'll pay you for it and you won't have 100%. to convince them to pay them for it, right? And, and, that, and that, I think, is actually a yeah. really important point to make. You can mm-hmm. be as self-centered and as hubris-filled and as egotistical as you want, but the reality mm-hmm. is if the market doesn't want what you're creating, yeah. they're not going to take it.
1: Yeah, 100%. The market is the real G, right? Uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. uh, if someone tells you or someone told you that, your idea is shitty. Don't listen to them, right? Or listen to the market. Ask, ask them, or create uh, research, or you know, uh, directly interview those prospect clients. And actually, this really uh, valuable for uh, for everyone who's starting out, right?
0: Yeah. So we used to say this in the stock market and the bond markets as well. Really, just like the the listed trading markets. Gotcha. One of the things we used to say a lot was this, and that was. A great idea in a bad market is a bad idea. Ah. <laughs> and just a and a, and a yeah. good idea no, really
1: and a good sense. idea
0: in a great and a good idea in a great market is a great idea. Because the collective uh-huh. wisdom of the market is really where your product is going. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's really, you know, that's really deep <laughs> for anyone who are listening. You, you know, you, you need to really take that from Michael and, you know, uh, and reflect on that, right?
0: Yeah, I think you need to think about it.
1: Yes. And I think in a world where everyone, you know, pretty narcissist, right? So I'm yeah. not generalizing, right? So we have all our smartphones, selfies, right? Maybe you try to, to have a groupie instead of selfie, right? <laughs>
0: exactly
1: yeah uh, yeah yeah that's really cool Michael uh, I mean you, you've mentioned so you know you've been in the global finance for a quite you know so quite some time uh, it's a massive yep. experience you have been work with Morgan Stanley and all of these great companies what, what's the what are you thinking uh, back then where you were just When you are starting or shifting into entrepreneurship or or creating your podcast and, you know, this content connecting with e-commerce, what are you thinking back then? Back then? Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I think everybody leaves that environment thinking that they Mm -hmm. are the most important part of any franchise. And I use the word franchise Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, on purpose. And I think one of the things you realize when you start something from nothing is that actually the franchise is more important than you are. And that the ability, and then you, I think you strive to build a franchise and a brand. You and I can talk about brand building as well. And I think it's Mm -hmm. actually really important. What does your brand stand for? Right? What does your company stand for? What are your values? Because those are the things that your listeners or that your consumers connect to. Right? So when you're sitting, Excuse me. at a company like Morgan Stanley or Goldman Sachs, you have to understand why are your customers dealing with you? And -hmm. then you realize that it's not about you personally. Mm -hmm. It's about the franchise that's been created over 50, 75, or 100 years. So the idea when you leave that is, and I know a lot of guys and gals that have left those firms and try to recreate that brand identity that says, We create value, you can trust us. We will always stand by our clients. It's not always that the client is always right, but you have to be, we used to use the word laser focused on what your clients
1: want.
0: 100%. And it was those things that we thought about or that I thought about when I left that and said, if I wanna start a media company, I wanna start one that's going to inform people and and have a substantive conversation with people about what's going on in a region that I think is growing quickly, and in which people are going to be super interested over time. And I want to be the voice of that ecosystem so that I can have the ability to inform people, both from an investment standpoint, but also from a cultural standpoint, because I don't think that those two things can be separated.
1: hundred percent. And yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Really, really makes sense. Totally makes sense because uh, I think, uh, you're doing a really great job with your uh, media company now and with your podcast and uh, I really love how you connect all those people really great people who really have a great visions as well with with regards to startup and building their own you know their their own thing right and building from scratch really and yeah, yeah you've mentioned uh branding uh have have you you know do you have any any insights about branding with regards to uh, for those uh, aspiring founders who want to go out from their comfort zone right and try to really build their <laughs> their own brand, not their you know uh, not to, not to brag or something what's your best practical advice for them
0: so be, be consistent I think consistency is really important whether it comes to <clears throat> excuse me, releasing content on a regular basis, but also understanding internally and viscerally, what does your brand mean to you? And then be able to communicate that on a very consistent basis. Don't switch it around. Don't change it up all the time. Figure out what your brand means to you. Figure out what your company means to you. Figure out what that mission is. What are you trying to accomplish? And then dig deep into communicating what that brand message is on a consistent basis to the people that support you. I think it's really important, right? So if you think about the brands that you love the most and with which you interact the most, every time you buy their product, you get the exact same thing. You know what you're getting when you buy it and that's why you do it, right? In other words, think about a company like Coca-Cola. You buy a Coke anywhere in the world, you know what you're getting. Maybe if you buy another Cola brand, it's different in every place and you're not really 100% sure. And even if you don't love the flavor, you you know what you're getting. Yeah. Right. So I think that that consistency is the thing that separates really powerful brands with which people really can communicate viscerally and other brands where people are just like, it's a maybe.
1: 100%. And I think that's really powerful, especially for those aspiring entrepreneurs or startup founders.
0: I think so. Yeah, I mean, I would ask you this. Think about this, right? Mm-hmm. I want to communicate a story about Asia. And you travel, you talk to people all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a misperception before people speak with you or before people learn about what's really going on in the Philippines or in anywhere else in Southeast Asia? And then you have to tell them what's actually going on here. Like, that's my mission and my goal gotcha. is to be able to really communicate what's going on here because everyone has a preconceived notion of what it is. Uh-huh. And that notion may or may not be right. And if it's right, I want to reinforce it. And if it's not right, I want to correct it.
1: Gotcha. So it's a, it's a, it's like a solving, you know, the real world, uh, you know, real world problem, right? So you're, you're really solving a, a, a tangible, or you're you're bringing a tangible solutions for the market and for the for the Asia, right? or in in specific right if that makes sense
0: <laughs> that's what i think that's my strive. yeah
1: represent right so, so michael with regards to you know you've been into a lot of uh, you know challenges and you've been to building brands right so you have also traveling right so you're, you're in bangkok right now right so mm-hmm. uh What's the weirdest thing that happened to you when you're, you know, when you're trying to create, you know, you, 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 uh, you're on a, you have your own, uh, sorry, you have your own ongoing, sorry, I, I'll edit this part. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's okay.
0: I'm good. Go, you do you want.
1: Yeah. You have your ongoing brand right now and you have your podcast mm-hmm. Asian uh, network and you're trying to build really massive and impactful Media company, what what's the weirdest yes. you know experience that you've been through? Can okay, can you share that to to the less just, just to lessen up the intense intensity of our talk
0: right? The weirdest thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot of weirdness in my life to be fair, <laughs> and and maybe that's not really yeah. maybe that's not very interesting to the listeners, but. Uh-huh. Uh, So I think the weirdest thing for me is trying to deal with other people's inconsistency. And Mm -hmm. and maybe that's like the level of seriousness that most people don't want to deal with. But Mm -hmm. I I do think there's a level of inconsistency out there. And frankly, I don't mind dealing with it because to me Uh, that creates opportunity for me. And I think that mm -hmm. from an entrepreneurial perspective, other people's inconsistencies and other people's weirdness to me ends up being an opportunity for people that are stable, consistent, and don't create weirdness. And I know that's not funny or not fun to listen to. And there are your dogs again, which i love because when we were (laughs) recording, we had dogs in the background. But that's, I'll give you that for weirdness, actually. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and that's one weirdness experience right now.
0: (laughs) Actually, I will will say this. Actually, I will say this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm recording, Mm -hmm. people just end up feeling really comfortable having a conversation with me. Uh Uh-huh. And they, and they open up in a way that I don't think that they expected. And I've actually had people say this to me. They'll tell me things and say, oh, but I didn't tell that to my mom and dad. Oh, and yeah. I remind them when they're recording, like, we're recording this and this is going to get published. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's, it's, will, it will be published worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Think about
0: and your mom it. and dad may actually hear this. Yeah, but it's that he kind heard. of honesty, actually, that I really like. And maybe that's the weirdest thing that I get is that level of honesty that yeah. I that most people don't yeah. expect to give but end up doing anyway
1: yeah and i feel that uh if uh, i'm the guest for for your podcast as well right so so we do a podcast and i'm really comfortable talking with you having a conversation with you like we're, we're just uh, hanging out in the beach or somewhere right so chilling <laughs> in a coffee shop right so it's it's pretty oh. it's pretty you know it's pretty obvious because you have a great aura and positive i think outlook in life as well
0: Thank you very much.
1: That's really Thank cool. You. Right. So before we end up this, uh, you know, this really interesting and I really enjoy this conversation as well. What's your best uh, practical advice for, for everyone for, who in general, right? So for those who are procrastinating with their ideas, for those who, who, are, who are starting their uh, startup from ground up and for, for entrepreneurs that are struggling right now, what's your best practical advice for them?
0: Um, so building something is all about activity. Don't do nothing. If you really want to build something, do something, test it out. We used to say at work that like sales is all about activity. Make that phone call you don't want to make contact that person you're afraid to contact test that thing you're afraid to test and just keep moving forward because the entire market is going to try to push you back and everyone's going to tell you that you're wrong, but just keep moving forward. Listen to the signals obviously that the market's giving you. But just keep pushing forward because most like I said earlier, most people give up and they normally give up just before they're about to succeed. Don't do that.
1: Hundred percent guys, just keep moving forward, right? So anything mm. that you are uh experiencing right now, just keep moving forward. And I uh, actually weird it's actually weird because uh, you know, I, I know we're 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 in a in a last part, right? In in our conversation, Michael. Sorry for that. So I, I have. Not a, at all. Yeah, I have a, uh, I just uh, realized that I've seen uh, an image uh, yesterday, uh, which really reminds me of what you've said. So okay. you you it's it's an illustration of a man that is uh, digging, and and right in front of his uh, you know. In front of him, right. So, uh, on the back of that, uh, you know, in just one dig, you, 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 he will get the diamonds, right. So, but he give up, right. So, in that particular. Right. Uh, scenario, which really reminds me of what you've said, and you've you've said it better than me, of course, <laughs> right? So, and you know that's really that's really empowering, especially for uh, for developing countries, right? So especially here in the Philippines, Filipinos are are pretty, you know, pretty much sometimes really into procrastinations type of thing, right? So they 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 talk and don't really uh, get. All those things done, right? So, like what Michael said, just get things done and keep moving forward. So, that's it. Thank you so much, Michael. I, say, I hope, yeah, sure. You're very welcome.
0: Yeah. I just want to say one more thing because I want to crystallize this in a phrase that I like to use and then we can stop. Cool, sure. No, no individual day uh-huh. is fatal. Gotcha. Just think about it. No individual day is fatal. There's always tomorrow. And if you mm-hmm. failed today, you can always succeed tomorrow. Anyway, thank you so much for letting me do this. I really appreciate your time. You are awesome.
1: No way, Michael. It's my pleasure. And so, thank you so much for accepting my invitation. And I'm really, really honored to have you on the show. All right. So, g- getting your insights, your your really, uh, your positive outlook in life, and your really practical and actionable insights for everyone who are listening to this show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michael. And yeah. And for those who want to really know more about you, can you share your Uh, links if they want to talk with you or reach out to you? What's the best links that they can go to?
0: I mean, the best way to find me is asiatechpodcast.com or michaelwaitspresents.com. You can find all my stuff there. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Hit me up on Twitter. It's all my name. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-W-A-I-T-Z-E. You can find me.
1: That's it, guys. For anyone who are listening, for everyone who are listening, uh, you can find all the links on our show notes below if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. The podcast is also available on SoundCloud or any of your favorite podcasts, podcasting app, actually. And uh, yeah, just scroll down below and you can find all the links. and uh, Reach out to Michael if you have any questions. If you need some advice on starting up or building uh, something from scratch, reach out to him. I, I know he will really help you with that. And you can also find all the episodes, great episodes, including this with, Mike, with Michael at thedesignlifeshow.com. That's thedesignlifeshow.com. Again, Michael, thank you so much for uh, dropping by on the podcast. I really appreciate it, man. You're the star. And that's it. So thank you so much guys for listening again to the podcast and I really appreciate it. For those people who are asking me on how to support the podcast, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts so in that way, you can help me to reach more people and make the podcast more discoverable within the ecosystem. You can also take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with your friends, colleagues, or to anyone that might be interested in this kind of contents. You can also support the podcast monetarily by visiting jchristteves.com forward slash donate or patreon.com forward slash tdls and you can also shop courses and tools online to design the life you really deserve by visiting my shop at shop.jcristeves.com and you can book a call today I don't buy it just let me know guys so the last one would be also by listening and to all the podcast episode and previous episode and however you support my message uh, how, however small that is uh, more than enough an and it means the world to me so thank you so much and see you again next time